0: to We'll Make a Disney Nerd Out of You, the podcast where we take a deep dive into all things Disney and what they mean to us. Each week, we'll be reacquainting ourselves with a classic Disney movie and sharing all of the Disney Nerd info and Easter eggs we can find with you. Hello, Thomas. How are you? Hello, John.
1: I'm fine. Well, I'm okay now. I'm okay now. have
0: been poorly, haven't you? I've been
1: poorly. I had tonsillitis. Oh, really. Like, who... adults gets tonsillitis? Worst. Like... I feel like it's a, an, a, like a an illness you get when you're like eight. It
0: is. Yeah. It's because you're a teacher. Again, yeah. you've got all the germs coming at you. Oh, I'm surprised you've still got your tonsils.
1: Sorry to gross everyone out, but it was literally disgusting. Like my tonsils were pussy and love and disgusting. So yeah. Mm, mm. Yum. Yes. Yum. Are you Are right now though? Yeah. Just getting back into the swing of things it's a bit of a slow weekend yeah. but yeah yeah better 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 um, i
0: see that you are i see that you're wearing your uh, your star wars spirit jersey this of evening
1: of course and
0: about 85 other layers no heating on at the moment
1: no we haven't we probably should turn it on tonight um it's very cold but i think i'm also very cold because i've been ill so and uh, yes
0: mm. well, it's fucking freezing here um, we've just had a radiator disaster. Uh, so that kind of put off my uh, my rewatch by a few hours. Uh, so basically, uh, we've got loads and loads of plants around the house uh, on various different shelves and stuff. It looks beautiful, lots of lovely greenery. Um, and uh, Liam was leaping across the room to water one of the highest plants on one of the highest, highest shelves. And he dangerously stepped upon the radiator, uh, which then fell off the wall. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah. So that's been a it's been a fun afternoon. Uh, oh Jesus! <laughs> it was like oh Fuck. My God. um Anyway, it's fine. It's now it's now semi mended, but unfortunately not quite mended. So my lovely brother-in-law Timmy came over, and uh, he, he's, he's amazing.
1: He's amazing. He came round our house wonderful. on Tuesday because we um we I pulled the cord it. on our. Um, what well, did he mend at your house? Well, we pulled the he, we pulled the cord on our um a light, and it like clicked off but then didn't go back up again so like you couldn't actually turn the light back on again and you know our bathroom we've got no windows in our bathroom so it's completely pitch black so um yeah so he came over the next thing replaced all of that for us so yes nice shout out to timmy because he's been a savior this week
0: well he's been wonderful so basically he came around and we we learned how to do things like shut off the water and because he's not he's an electrician but he came around yeah. and did a bit of plumbing it was great fun so we learned that together so we managed to shut off the water take the radiator off drain the radiator it was fucking disgusting the shit that is in your radiators my god and it stank it was fucking vile anyway got it sorted um reattached it to the wall put the radiator back on and then realized that there was a little tiny leak Ooh. good times yeah, 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 yeah. so basically uh, he's going to come back round and and finish saving me but at the moment we've got no heating upstairs and that's where we hang out over an evening so never mind it's fine however the other thing that I was going to kind of segue into because of your lovely Star Wars top is we've been having a very we've had a few days off together yeah, Liam and I chilling out and having a nice time, and we've been having a very Star Wars centric time mm. in the lead up to the new season of the Mandalorian <laughs> that's coming out. in I think, as we record this, four days maybe Wednesday by the time this comes out, it'll be out. Three days,
1: Th- Wednesday, three days.
0: So basically, by the time this episode comes out, it will have already been out, and blah 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 blah. <gasps> so we'll have the episode, I, I have watched.
1: So while I've been in my sick bed, I watched yeah. Mandalorian season two. And then I've also watched Bo- Book of Boba Fett here and there over the last couple of days. So I'm just like, ah! I love it. So excited. We're
0: doing the same, but we've only just started. So we've watched the first six episodes. We've watched, oh, 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 oh more Rebels as well. But I'll talk to you about that in a minute. Okay. Um, but we've watched the first six episodes of um season one. And we're going to watch, when we finish recording tonight, we're going to go off and watch the last two. And potentially, depending on time, Uh the first episode of season two of The Mandalorian. Um, and uh we've got back on it with Rebels. Princess Leia's just pitched up. Oh, I love that episode. I love oh that episode. Oh my god, it's so good. It gives you so much more little bit of backstory, doesn't it? Because yeah. of course, Rebels happens before and um, before the original trilogy.
1: So yeah, I think it's fourteen B.B.Y. before the battle. Yeah. Appeared. So it's. So yeah. Thank
0: you. For those who don't know. Um, um, so, yeah, so yeah it's back on you, it loving it oh no hang
1: on 14 before the battle is it 14 years is it
0: 14 or is it
1: six years oh, I can't remember how it works
0: I thought I, it was four
1: can't be like yeah something
0: like that it I happens know, I was Googling Ro- it earlier but you know it's been a long day um yes it does and it's fantastic but yeah rebels is really ramping up I love the fact we've got Leia in it now anyway I'm guessing it was just for that one-off experience but that kind I of brought everything back. together I mean, she
1: does come back at some point at some point yeah
0: I can't wait. My darling, I can't wait. Um, anyway, that's what we've been doing for the last few days. Also, I did a bit of Star Wars Lego whilst we were Amazing. doing this. So we were kind of watching Star Wars whilst building Star Wars. Star Wars fucking loving it. We got really into it yesterday when we did our, our kind of like marathon six episode binge of Mandalorian. Hmm. It was one of those things that, you know, it just gets later and later. And you're like, shall we just do one more?
1: I just, I mean, I was like, you have to watch Book of Baby Fett as well, because obviously, yeah, basically, well, we're trying the, to get it all done. back of- Boba Fett
0: Mandalorian season 2.5, basically. I know, right? I love, I really enjoyed the book of Boba Fett as well. I did as well, yeah, yeah. I thought it was fab. Boba Fett riding a Rancor was, oh, amazing. stunning to me. They fucking are doing a second
1: it. season. So I read that. Are the they? Reason, yeah, that it's been announced they're doing a second season of Book of Boba Fett, which is
0: amazing. Good, because I loved it. So. Loved it. That was equal level pegging with um, Mandalorian. I fucking love the love, love Mandalor- Mandalorian. The Mandalorian.
1: Mandalorian. yeah, we call it that as well.
0: Yeah. I love that. We're so fun. Um right, babes. What yes. have we been on um, rewatching?
1: Oh, let this everyone week, know at home. this week. We've um entered the world of Pixar, and this week we are looking at Finding Nemo. I Yay! bloody love this film. It's so hysterical. I've just been doing my rewatch. Right, so um, I'm gonna and... start with the the bare facts. So it was directed by Andrew Stanton and Lee, I'm gonna get this wrong. What are we like with names? Um Lee Uncridge. That's what I'm gonna go with. <laughs>
0: that's Lee a pretty Unkridge.
1: name. Um and um Andrew Stanton, uh, well both of them had like a long-standing um relationship with Pixar, and um, being involved in lots of their original films, um, from Toy Story sort of onwards. Um and mm. Um, Andrew had worked um, as either a voice actor or a story developer or producer on quite a few of them. But um, particularly the ones that he directed were Finding Nemo, Wally, and of course, Dory. Um, So um, I will come on to sort of his voice acting in this film, which was quite cool. But um, Lee Unkridge was um, the director on Toy Story 2. Monsters Inc. And Coco. So we've spoken about him before. Oh,
0: I fucking love Coco.
1: I fucking love Coco. I love all of
0: those films, actually. They're great.
1: So good. Um, It got um, a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty damn high. Um, And had a- Who gave it
0: that one bad review? (laughs)
1: Dunno, dunno. Bastards. Budget of $94 million but earned,
0: a healthy budget
1: but earned nine hundred <laughs> um, and forty million three hundred and thirty-five thousand five hundred thirty-six 536 dollars and and crazy isn't it which is like more than uh, what is that hang on my my, my math brain is awful it's um, 10 times the budget isn't it 10 times the budget is it 10 times yeah it is 10 times the budget um that's awful i'm a year 2 teacher i know my place value um so yeah um it's the second highest film of 2003 but i also found out it is uh, hang on i've got to find it i think it's like like the 16th um highest grossing film uh la, 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 la. i wrote it somewhere where is it um yeah i read that it was the 16th highest grossing animated film of all time no actually not even animated 16th highest grossing film ever so that's pretty amazing high. that's pretty high
0: mm-hmm.
1: um it has a running time of 100 minutes and of course won the oscar for best animated feature um love that amazing like so well deserved like the animation of this film is so sumptuous and i think that's the best way that i can explain it the um the the way that they their research they did into the coral reef and um, mm. sort of the movement of fish and everything is just you can see in every single like I'm about to say slot of this film, but it's not done like that. But every single animated feature of yeah. this film, it's stunning. Um, and was well, they managed quite... to
0: bring in so much color, they yeah. into every single sequence, and that's brilliant because when you think about it, a lot of blue.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you couldn't set it in, you know, the North Sea, because that would just be murky and blue. Like, it has to be in Australia, let's be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just phenomenal. And I, oh, I loved it. I remember, remember the moment going to see it the first time at the cinema and just being like, this is something incredible. Like, this is a complete new thing for film. This is like, I've not seen anything this beautiful. Um
0: One thing with the animation though that I did notice that I hadn't noticed before. They've all got teeth. Really? Yeah. Rewatch it again and look for the teeth. teeth. teeth, Yeah, it's really bizarre. That
1: is weird. Yeah,
0: they all do. So we just watched, because we were doing our rewatch, and it's the bit where um, when he's in the tank and he's trying to get out, and they they chuck in that bit of fake plant for him to grab hold of. Yeah. And he grabs hold of it with his teeth. And then when they pull him out, they kind of like go ah, and you're open their well, There was a few, There was pain. a few
1: goofs. There were a few goofs. So things like um, the fact that Finding Nemo had a mum and dad to start off with, because um, clownfish change sex.
0: Yeah. So oh, Liam, the second we were watching it, sheltered that one out. The second um, she died, he went. And in reality, now Marlon would become a lady.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that it w- just wouldn't happen. But anyway, so
0: I like that transfish. I, I,
1: I think it's important to start this talk about this film when about the opening scene. So, yeah. um, it was a gut wrencher. So this is a pre credits yeah. scene, and
0: we're in up territory here.
1: We are more than up. I'm not gonna lie, more than up. It's like the it's the first death in a Pixar film. Like a first proper death that you of of like an uh, of a protagonist. And
0: actually, it's genocide, really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is because it, it's a lot of children that they killed. Yeah, just awful. Um, the, the funniest thing is it's a barracuda that kills them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then whenever I think about a barracuda, it takes my mind back to being about eight years old and going to swimming club, and. I was in the barracudas, so I was
0: like,
1: uh, "That's the, uh, in my head." I've always made that connection. I was like, "Oh, I was that genociding." <laughs> I was a
0: barracuda too.
1: Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I went around eating fish. genocide performing fish. Anyway, have you ever had um, caviar?
0: Have
1: I had? I know oh, I don't. I know I would
0: never eat it. I just it makes me feel sick. Uh, um, I'm not a fan. I love sushi, but I don't like to have it. You know when you have the eggs on the outside of it. I've never had sushi like that. No, no, thank you. You know, oh my God, I haven't. Every time I look at it now, I just think they're like Nemo's siblings. Yeah. Anyway, we um, digress.
1: So, obviously, this is another Disney film where the protagonist is losing a parent. It's like... Yeah, they love that. It's... They do love it. I've done a little bit of research into this.
0: Dead mums. Dead mums.
1: Dead mums and dead dads, you know. Um, yeah, I have done a little bit of research into this. So, um, obviously, that there has always been a rumour with Disney that this whole dead parent thing goes back yeah. to Walt Disney. So, I'm going to start with this. So, when Walt Disney started the company, obviously, it became really big quite quickly. Um, his yeah. family, who were lower middle class, and um, lived in sort of mid Midwest, and he moved his parents to LA, and um, into a beautiful new mansion. Um, but soon, very soon after, his mum died because oh. um, of CO, it's like carbon dioxide poisoning. So basically, oh really? I didn't know that. Was, I knew
0: that she died. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, so it was due the to house, a leak in the house. So. Oh
0: fuck. Yeah, That's so dark. you
1: can imagine the grief that he's going to fuck you up. Completely, completely. Mm. So um, there's always like this rumor that he put his own grief into his art, but it's sort of not true. I mean, you could probably say there is going, that is always going to be affected in his work and that's always going to be something that potentially he is aware of, but I don't think is the main reason. The reason for this is because obviously most Disney stories are focused on fairy tales. Yeah. And fairy tales are something that fairy tales use, and I'm gonna get this so wrong. Um there's a word a German word called Bildungsroman. Bildungsroman. Um, oh, that a
0: beautiful German accent there, Thomas.
1: Bildu- I can't know I'm not know i am not going that's really offensive.
0: Bildungs-Roman. Um,
1: basically um the translation is coming of age. Um and in order okay. for it- In order for a character to have a coming of age story, they need to have a vulnerability and something to overcome. Mm -hmm. So um, something that always happened in fairy tales was that a parent would die or they wouldn't have a parent or they wouldn't have their parents. They'd be, as in Rapunzel kidnapped away from the parents, to to have something to overcome. Um, But then obviously that became, because that's a lot of uh, Disney's early work, um, and still, their work now. the The fact is, they now have sort of got into this loop of that if we kill a parent off or kill two parents off, then um, yeah. basically we're going to end up with um, uh, we're going to end up with um, a storyline that is going to be that sort of coming of age story. So that buildings Roman. Um, yeah, I just thought it was worth looking into because it's such a common theme for Disney. Um, and there, there has always been that rumour that it's to do with Walt Dis- the death of Walt Disney's mum, but it's not really. Yeah. It's not really. Um, so cast. Oh my god, when I was researching this, the cast for this film is huge. So the principal cast in itself was huge. And then there was another, I think I counted 20-odd supporting voices. So yeah. I ain't got time to go through all that. But I'm going through the really important ones. So um, Alex Gould was um, a very young actor at the time and voiced Nemo. Um, he was yeah. in um, a TV series called Weeds. It's a Disney series. He
0: was. Did you ever see that? I didn't know. Is it Disney?
1: I think so, yeah. I think Shut it's up, it Disney. can't be Disney. Might not be then. Might no, I don't be. believe it. Might not be.
0: Because um, you know what it's about?
1: No, no idea. Do
0: you not? Know well, it's called I weeds, can have a, I got,
1: I've got the idea. I've it's not
0: about say. weeding your garden. No. It's about a lady um, who makes ends meet by selling weed. <gasps> oh, okay. I mean, it might, really really story, really, really short. it might be
1: something to do with Star. It might be something to do with Star. Oh, it
0: could be on Star, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So um, he was also the voice of Bambi in Bambi 2. Um, oh, was, a lovely
0: sequel!
1: A uh, lovely, another lovely sequel. Um, he was also the um, character of Grayson in Even Stevens. Did you ever watch Even Steven? What's that? No. So it was like um, a kid's sitcom about um, a boy who, uh, like his behavior and just general mindset, we would probably say he's neurodivergent now. Um, Okay. It's just a bit obscure. Um and ha- he had a really like a really clever, um, popular older sister, and it was sort of just about their family dynamic, um, and about his like friends okay. at school. One of those sort of like Phew. late nineties, early noughties kind of Disney sitcom things. Um yeah, and he was the character of Great. Is it S- on S- Disney Plus? I imagine so. I think the film is. There was two films, I think, um, from the T V really? series. I'm
0: just gonna look that up Will you carry on. As you were.
1: Um, also, um, he he was in Finding Dory, but not as Nemo. He oh, was, was... he? Because
0: he would have been like, what was it, thirteen years later? Yeah, yeah, yeah thirteen so years later. Older. That kind of yeah,
1: yeah. So he plays the character of Carl, who's a passenger on a bus. So he has like one line. Done. So cameo.
0: He's like Stanley.
1: Yes. So um, Albert Brooks was Marlin.
0: Side note, the Even Stevens movie is on Disney+. Plus.
1: It is, yes. It is, it is, it is. Now, I,
0: I thought sure, Albert I Brooks that.
1: was quite famous, but I couldn't find a lot about him. So he was in Secret Life of Pets. That's all I found.
0: Yep, yeah. so, yeah. yeah, same as these. I had a little look at it and thought, Albert Brooks, and I thought, I'm not thinking of Albert Brooks, I'm thinking of Mel Brooks.
1: Probably, probably. But yeah, no, he wasn't, hasn't, from what I can see, not done a huge amount. But obviously... The He's beat- done a lot
0: of voices in The Simpsons.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably, actually, yes, 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 of course, yes. It's more that kind of shit. One of those names I remember coming up in yellow, yeah. Um, Yeah. So obviously the biggie, (laughs) the biggie and the slightly... um, is Wow, we'll talk about that. Ellen DeGeneres. Now, I'm going to start from my standing point of view. I know what's going on now, and I know what she currently (laughs) is portrayed as, um
0: <laughs> This is the thing, because I felt the same watching it, because we were watching it, and I was like, oh, I love Dory. And then I was like, are we allowed to love Dory anymore? Know? Well, like, this... What is situation?
1: So basically Tell me what you found, then I'll tell you what I found. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into the whole controversy I know about her, the way that she behaves on a TV show and just how ruthless she is, but the I rem I remember Ellen DeGeneres from Ellen. So yeah, I used to TV watch show. the sitcom in the 90s, late 90s. Same
0: as she had really 90s. questionable hair though.
1: Very questionable hair. But as a queer, it is actually, her sitcom was very important for me because it's, in my memory, is the Same. first first time that I can remember someone high profile coming out on television. And yeah. it it being- And it was
0: hilarious the way it happened as well.
1: Yeah. And just how important that was. And I can remember that feeling of being like, oh, okay, so she's come out. So actually that's, that's, I remember that spark in my head going, okay, well, at some point it's okay to do that. I didn't know how much yeah. it meant to me at the time, but like yeah. it obviously had something, some importance to me. Um. So obviously like, and then her being in Finding Nemo was still obviously quite important to me at the time and but I just look can and go oh my god what a shame like what like what the hell like what are you doing mm. that power and that importance you had to a lot of people you're just destroying it love like yeah I just yeah. So
0: but then so I had a, I had a little look because I thought, well, we probably should touch on controversy because you know, mm. she's a major character in this and we kind yeah. of do, do that a bit. So had a little look and she's so it happened in twenty twenty mm-hmm. that this happened. So actually it's kind of longer ago than I kind of thought it was. It felt yeah. more current to me than that, that all this shit was going down. Um people have made accusations. Um, started off with a couple of people making accusations, but then by the looks of things, it was kind of witch hunted a little bit. Again, I don't know, blah, 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 or whatever. I'm just saying what I read earlier. Um, but there were people tweeting saying, everyone also say their stories about Generous. And It became this kind of whole Ellen yeah. Generous movement. Um, and then people are saying things. Now, she never came out and said yes or no or whatever. I did do that. I didn't do that. Whatever. She hasn't taken legal action against people she's kind of just dealt with it in a way where she came out and she apologized and kind of owned any wrongdoings that she had done. But again, it was done in a very kind of general way. So when you look at it, it's like, well, how many of those stories were actually true? How many of those stories were, you know, there's this thing like memory bias as well. Yes. I know in extreme situations, it's obvious when someone's been bad, but there are also two sides. I don't know. What I'm saying is basically, I don't know whether it is, really as it's bad like the as it was Ru- made out to be. It's like the
1: whole RuPaul thing, like when he, I think was well, it Well, the
0: RuPaul can't act. Oh, that yeah, is bad.
1: Yeah. Um, and what's his, what's her face? It was in season seven. Um. Oh. There was a queen on season seven
0: that... I know Carmen Carrera said some stuff.
1: Yeah, but she's, uh, she won't ever be used by Ru again, because... The one she had an argument with on season seven, can't remember, but anyway, oh she... Pearl, Pearl, that was it. So Pearl apparently said, Martha said to me that she said backstage to Rue that she, um, you know, I, I sort of fangirled a little bit and just was like, you know, you're really important to my growth and like, you know, I'm, I, I just thank you for giving me this opportunity, and he just turned around to her and said, hmm. save it for the camera, and just had yeah. no interest. In speaking to her and as a human being um and but then
0: at the end of the day but it's... then from the other side of that we do that before we start recording when we start a <laughs> little catch-up chat and then go wait save <laughs> well, it is a bit different because
1: that, like there's there's monopolize on the fact that but it's,
0: yeah <laughs> but I mean... you don't know because with that kind of thing they're making a show and maybe we were saying wait this could be your mo- your moment like say this yeah, stuff yeah. on camera have it on film It just depends on how kind of someone takes that comment. could be either way. Yeah. But then also RuPaul could have been a complete arsehole. Who knows? We weren't there. Same as Ellen. We weren't there.
1: No, true. True. But yeah, I love her in this film. And the reason why she was was because she was seen in her sitcom in Ellen that there was like a she was explaining something that had happened and she changed her story like five times and went, like, and it was like, yeah. they were like, oh my God, you're actually perfect for Dory. So, um, yeah, I think it was perfect casting. I'm glad. She's very,
0: very natural yeah. in the role. That's what we thought. And it's kind of like we were kind of picking up on how many different names she gives an email. And that was yeah. really funny Diego, Bingo, Chico.
1: I just love it. I just and the fact that the Dory film came out before the controversy, I think, is important because it's like actually, we yeah. got that we got that film. Um, but I'll come on to that a little bit later. Anyway, William Defoe, William Defoe was Gill, was like the sort of badass angelfish. Um, obviously he's been in so much. Um, but the only sort of really big connection to Disney he had obviously was now with Marvel with Spider Man. Um and i just i love the whole relationship with gil and finding nemo i just wish we come on to this with the other characters in the fish tank i just wish they'd been used more in dory
0: yeah same
1: i really do it's such a wasted opportunity or we had some kind of film based on them or series or something
0: well then this I'm... is the thing because i was looking at looking at kind of like um potentials for the future and all that kind of stuff, which I'm mm. sure you'll cover, whatever. But I am surprised they haven't done more with it. Because it really it's... it leads itself to being a series. Those characters, we,
1: we left them in bags. You know? Like, floating on the ocean. Um, we should see more of them. There should be something else about from them. But anyway.
0: Um, Brad Garrett... Um, Willem Defoe. before we move on, yeah. really quickly. Willem Defoe, have you seen a musical a rock opera called streets of fire
1: no i haven't
0: oh my god it's amazing it's shit but it's wonderful it's one of those it's done in the 80s the soundtrack is amazing it's like proper rock opera stuff it's by yeah. um oh jesus what's his name the guy that wrote for meatloaf uh... it's time, then thank you yeah he did a couple of songs on it so it's that kind of style of music
1: right okay it's fantastic
0: Sweet. stevie nicks wrote some stuff on it
1: i saw a bow of hell worst musical i think i've was ever was it really seen. bad worst really? awful absolutely awful. is it about me though or is it just a jukebox musical no it's about i couldn't even really tell you what it's about it's about some corporate company it has a little bit of feel of we will rock you if i'm honest that kind of like corporate company did you
0: like we Will owning. Rock
1: You? yeah i did <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah,
0: me too. I, <laughs> okay, I, I, I love Are
1: Rocky. Um,
0: <laughs> that was one of I, the ones I went to with Sasha. She took me, and I remember being slightly kind of like, oh, okay, thinking, oh, I don't, I'm not really a big Queen fan or anything like that. Dear God, this could I go mean, the I mean, the storyline is fucking brilliant.
1: The storyline's horrendous. I mean, they... they, they Doesn't matter. A, they find a guitar in the wall of the ruins yeah. of Wembley, and then that saves the world. <laughs> Just like, okay, great. Yeah.
0: It's like Bill's head, though, isn't it, really? It's bullshit, like, yeah. but it's great.
1: But yeah, exactly. I mean, I was a big Bill and Ted fan, so I yeah, I loved Wii Rocky. Have anyway. you seen the Have
0: you seen the third one? No, I haven't. I don't know. What, don't really. Neither want have to. I. I don't know whether I want to ruin the first two. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it yeah. might be good. It might be bad. They're I'll
1: watch incredible. it. <laughs> um, anyway, Brad Garrett was bloat the fish. Um, he was, and I, I think you haven't ever seen this, but he's most famous for um, playing the brother in Everybody Loves Raymond.
0: Never seen it, no.
1: I just love that bloody TV programme. It's so good. Um, How long is it? How many seasons? Oh, God, there's loads of seasons. It was one of those ones like Frasier and Friends that went on for years and years and years and years. Um, But yeah, he plays like the hard done by brother that, you know, like the mum and dad always... Praised Raymond, and he's like pushed aside, and um. But he's such. I mean,
0: we're looking for a new. We're looking for a new sitcom, We love a sitcom before we go to play this, one it. of these things. Try it. See um, what it oh, is. oh. So we've just finished Modern Family. Very quick sidecar yeah. so we just quickly binged Um, Extraordinary. Oh, so good. It's so good. It's so, it's so good. 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 For those of you that haven't seen it, it's about a world where everyone has a superpower, and that's the norm. Um, and then basically you get them when you're 18 or thereabouts and it follows this one girl, um, who doesn't. And it's set in London. And it's really funny. Huh? And
1: it's set in London. That's the thing. It's like... Yeah, it's set in London.
0: Thing. She's Irish. It's got, um, it's got the mother superior or it is from, um, Dairy Girls in it. Yeah. It's so fucking good. I loved it. And, um... They swear as much as me, so that was great.
1: The best bit is in the last, ep- the last episode when she goes, she, the mum goes, "Oh, I'll give you the money to go to the clinic," and she just goes, and then <laughs> and she, she goes, goes "Oh yeah, it's twelve, 12 grand. grand. Fuck off."
0: <laughs> so funny, <laughs> so funny, so good, so good. But also the little stinger right at the end, the little kind of mid credit scene yes. that's obviously going to lead into what happens in season two. Oh my god, so good. So when you start and watch Extraordinary, I think it's like eight episodes, so it's a quick one, but it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, Anyway, so Brad Garrett, um, he was in Everyone I was Raymond, um, but he was also in the 90s. So he's got one of these voices, it's like, oh yeah, like really, really like obviously feels sorry, a bit of an Eeyore kind of voice. Um so he was he's quite often used for those kind of characters. Um, yeah and so he was used in loads of like the Disney afternoon stuff in the 90s like goof troop um the mighty ducks cartoon did you ever watch the mighty ducks cartoon no I didn't so the mighty ducks cartoon isn't it's about ice ice hockey but isn't about the like the people in the film it's about ducks that play ice hockey it's great
0: oh so they really went literal with it yeah,
1: it's great. I love it. Um it was in Crack Pack. But of course, he also played um, Dim in Bugs Life, the big stag beetle that they all travel on.
0: Which is crazy. Yes. That's um, really cute. Actually,
1: He was in the the um, the sequel to the Goofy movie as Tank. Um he was also hook hand in Tangled. Um, and he was um, Augusta Gusteau in Ratatouille, which is one of my favourite films. So, yeah. I fucking love that. He's, he's, he's a big Disney legend. He should be a legend. He's, like, yeah, so much that he's done for Disney and such an iconic voice. Um, so, the character of Peach, the starfish, was... Um, I love her. Love her. Was Alison Janney, or Janney, Janney.
0: Alison Janney. Alison Janney. Janney is Allison one of my favourite actresses. Obviously, she's an Itonia. Love her. Um, yeah, she did. She's brilliant in that.
1: Can I also say though, and this is what you probably don't know, she is the English voice of Ali Sansan, which is the the um female tour guide for Star Tours. So <gasps> when you hear that voice when you go on the right, it's her. I didn't know that until I researched. That is so cool. I love that. So when I go in April, i be was, like, um, oh my god, it's Jenny.
0: Have we talked about this before? She was in um, she was in uh, one of my favorite movies, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, okay. No, 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 we haven't talked about it. But yeah, yeah. Drop Dead yeah. Gorgeous. Have you seen it? About the beauty pageant, the documentary years, about, and years about and beauty years pageant. Ago. I haven't seen it for oh a long my god, time. it's one of my favorite movies. But she's fucking stunning in that. She's hilarious. Also, she was the main character in the sitcom Mum. Like. Okay.
1: Mm, she is. was also in the Help. Um, um, have you seen the I have Help? I've not seen the
0: Help. I kind of want to. Oh,
1: I love that film so much, so so much. I think she played the main character's mum, and like they have the and she's like she dying. plays a good mum. She she she's like dying of breast cancer, and she has um, oh Jesus! They she goes home. The main character goes home um, for the first time in a long time, and realizes that her mum has sacked their servant, basically their maid.
0: Yeah. Basically yeah. It was the
1: maid that brought her up. Which is the which is the storyline of the, you know these black maids brought these white yeah, yeah, yeah. girls and boys up in in sort of yeah. in the the sort of Midwest of America. Um if you've not seen the help, you need to see it because
0: Is it very, very, very emotional?
1: It is, but it's also bloody hysterical. Um, there's okay. some really funny bits I know it's
0: there. one Liam's mentioned before so I'm up for it
1: it's so good um, it's got what's her face Blythe Tanner Blythe
0: um... Blythe Tanner
1: yeah it's got her Blythe Tanner is it Blythe Tanner she was in um, she's directed loads of the Star Wars Gwyneth
0: Paltrow's mum no, no oh no. you mean Bryce Dallas Howard that's
1: it that's it yeah she's she's in it <laughs> <laughs> she's in it
0: almost the same person
1: she plays an incredibly racist white woman who, um, gets a bit of a vengeance, and it's just where that moment is, like, one of the best bits of the film, so, like, you have to you have to watch it, it's so good um, yeah, so she I didn't realise she was in the film but you now can tell that, I mean, I love Peach, the starfish, so good um, Austin Pendleton was Gurgle the only thing that I can find he was in Disney was Max in the Muppet movie um Eh. Stephen um was Bubbles, <laughs> one of my favourite characters. Done loads of little bits at Disney, but what was quite exciting, he was like um, a supporting role in Book of Boba Fett, which we've just. <gasps>
0: about. Was so, he? I fucking love that.
1: Um, Vicky Lewis um, was Deb and Flo. I bloody love that character. And um, so so funny. Um, she was in Mouse Hunt, which I also loved growing up. Did you, have you ever see Mouse Hunt with Nathan Lane?
0: And... No, but I I can picture the um the key yeah. art, so I know Such So, it's good. Yeah.
1: Really good slapstick humor. It's definitely worth watching. Great film.
0: Um Sorry, I've only just realized that Deb and Flo are clearly called that because of Evan Flo. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. This is like my this is like my Roth for the mouse <laughs> moment. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Dead um, and slow, obviously so Joe Raft oh.
1: was Jack um, the um, the little like shrimpy thing that cleans stuff yeah. yeah, yeah. really sad so I didn't realise it was the same person but he died oh, in 2005 mate. aged 45 in a car crash Um, he was an yeah. animator for Pixar um, he had a monster in Monsters Inc named after him um, he'd worked throughout Disney throughout the whole Renaissance period, so he worked on every single Disney Renaissance film. Um, yeah. But he was the voice of Heimlich and Wheezy, and so Heimlich in Bugs Life, and oh. Wheezy in Toy Story Two. So I re- I didn't realize it was the same person. I was like, oh, that's really sad. Like that was actually generally really sad to know that it, we we would never get. This it. is
0: the guy. Yeah. This is is this the guy whose brother? Took on
1: the yeah, yeah. I think yeah, so, I yeah, think yeah. Yeah. Knows, yeah, 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 his brother voice. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so Heim, I, I think as someone I heard somewhere that we would never get another Bug's life because of the fact that he's gone. Um, oh. because Heimlich was such an iconic role, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, John Ratzenberger was the school of fish, so I was gonna I ask that. you. Um, yes. Do you think you can name all of the characters that he's played in all of the de- the films?
0: I'm gonna see. Fuck it. no! All I think is Ham. Ham,
1: yeah. There's loads. It's real there's loads. <laughs> of I
0: know. Movies. And we talk about him every single fucking yeah. week. So basically, he's been in. Oh my god, he's been in everything ever since he started with them. So- Knows. Tell me okay, let's go through, the th- let's me. go
1: through the films. So Toy Story. Okay. In seen Toy Story. Yeah, he was Ham. He was Ham. Who was he in Bug's Life? This is horrible. Who was he in Bug's Life?
0: Who was he in Bug's Life? In Bug's Life? I haven't watched Bug's Life in 25,000 years.
1: So he was PT. Was P. he P. on P. the, P. the P. Grasshoppers? He was the flea. Oh, yes,
0: he was, yes, he was, yes, he was. Yes, he was. I'm gonna say two, that to every single one.
1: He was ham again. Who was yeah, he in, was. in Monsters Inc.
0: He wasn't a main character, was he?
1: No, one scene.
0: No. It was actually one yeah. scene. Was he no he was he the no, he wasn't the one that came out with the soccer name, was he?
1: No, Yeti. He was the Yeti. Oh, yeah, then he was the Moonfish, so the, the school of fish in Find a Demo. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know who was in Incredibles?
0: Oh, don't tell me.
1: So he was the Underminer, so at the end of the first film. Shit,
0: yeah, film, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, the Underminer! So I'm guessing he... So he was so in He's in the
0: sequel as well, then?
1: Yeah, he is, yeah, yeah. So mm. Ratatouille, who was Mustafa. I don't know who that is, yeah. actually. Um,
0: I'm guessing a chef.
1: Do you know who he was in Wally? i
0: I'm guessing it will be he'll be some kind of either one of the people right at the end or a voiceover at some point. He's John,
1: the main fe- the main human man. Other than the the captain, oh. the, the pilot of the ship, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's John. And there's the, the two the couple that fall in love. Um. we oui. up he was the construction foreman, Tom. I was three, He was ham. Um, yeah. What was he in the Cars films? Are you, you haven't seen them, really, have you? You don't really like Cars. Never him.
0: watched them. He don't was like Matt. Watched the first as in one, the show
1: you. He was the lorry. In Matt. Sounds great. In... Yep. He was in Brave. Was he? Yep. He played Gordon. Stop He's it. Brave. Does he do an accent? Um, I think so. I can't remember.
0: Top of my okay. head.
1: He was in Inside Out. He was Fritz in Inside Out. He
0: Who's was in... Fritz?
1: I can't remember. Hang on. Fritz was, get rid of the ad. Oh, <laughs> he was, um, he was, um, he was the, Fritz is one of the people that organised the memories that have like fallen off the shelves or like disappeared Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 on grain. Um, yeah. So he was Fritz. Um, he was Earl in The Good Dinosaur. And Earl was... Uh, Most emotional film ever. ...one of the um, Raptors. Um, Yeah. He was Bill in Finding Dory, which was one of the little crabs. Um, And then... Hang on. I thought he'd given up by this point, but not. In in Creators 2, he was the underminer. Toy Story 4, Ham. He was a construction worker, Fenwick, in Onward. And he's carried on in answers at work. He's carried on as Yeti. So he's still hey, doing he... it. I thought I thought somewhere, like, I'd heard that he'd given up, like, long ago.
0: No, didn't he miss a film? There was some He missed thing. a couple, I
1: think. He's missed a couple. And months. it was
0: all a bit, like, gasp.
1: Yeah. So um, Andrew Stanton, who directed the film, and I said I was going to come back to this, he voiced Crush. Mm-hmm. So probably the coolest parts in the whole of the film. He actually, the director. It actually is. Um, so and then, Rob Peterson was Mr. Wait. A. Hold.
0: Yeah. Can I just tell you a little, a little sidebar fact about Crush? Yeah. yeah. But Leon told me earlier because this was great. So, Crush. Obviously, he's basically a surfer dude, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's a surfer dude because they're basically surfing, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But also, comes across as a bit of a stoner, doesn't he? Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so, this is the reason. Um, Basically, he was portrayed as high because sea turtles actually eat jellyfish and the poisons inside the jelly doesn't actually (coughs) harm the turtle, but instead intoxicates them, much like marijuana does for humans. There you
1: go. Oh, that's that's another. thing. So
0: that was an intentional thing. How good is that? Also, Liam has just sent me a, uh, he was obviously listening from the other room, a thing about clownfish having teeth. Oh really? I shit you not. Clownfish communicate by wrapping their teeth. Um, a high-speed video reveals that clownfish's unique communication relies on sh- shuffling mouthbones and smacking their teeth together with the jaws radiating the sound. There you go. Oh,
1: well, there we what go. It's not a goof. It's not a goof. Um,
0: well, all the other fish having teeth is that's yeah. anyway. Carry on.
1: Rob Peterson was Mr. Ray. Um, so he was yeah. uh, someone who'd done lots and lots of um, screenplay work, animations work for um the different films, Pixar films across the year, year years. Yeah. Um Barry Humphreys, as in Dane Edge, was yes Bruce. So Bruce. I have a little bit of a story about um Barry Humphreys.
0: About Dame Barry? Tell yeah. me.
1: So um my mum's friends moved into his old house in iver and i'm for real i'm for real and i've been there and they said when they arrived he he just left he like left all like so much crap in the house and they said it was really? so filthy like as in <laughs> like the walls <laughs> were disgusting like he just he lived like a pig for years and years said it was <filthy>.
0: Like, <gasps> oh, Barry, yeah, Barry, why? So, oh, I'm glad we outed Barry as a dirty bastard.
1: <laughs> um, Eric Banner, um, was anchor, um, he was, um, famous for playing Chopper in Disney-wise, anyway, and um, for Chopper yeah. in Bugs Life. And, yep. um, I've what's C and D? Monterey Jack. Oh, that's it. He was Monterey Jack in Chippendale Recruiting 2022. <laughs> c and D. C and and d Just like me shorthanding. Didn't really work. Um. So yeah, <laughs> he was Monterey Jack, which is cool. And obviously he's been, he was the Hulk and stuff like that. But like, you know, he's He
0: was. Yeah. He did a brilliant um, cameo in an episode of Kath and Kim. Oh, really? Have you yeah. ever watched Kath and Kim?
1: I've watched some of it. Yes. I've not watched all oh, of it. I fucking
0: love it. I've watched it so many it times so over anyway, i an episode really that funny. and it's really funny. It's one I come back to here and
1: there, like when I'm sort of sat at home, nothing to do, i will just put Kevin Kim on in the background.
0: But yeah, I do love it. It is funny. They um they've done a little they've done a little 20 25 years, I think it was since they've done it. Um, yeah like they've done film thing, two bonus they? episodes yeah, yeah well they've done two bonus episodes that have come up which are basically just compilation kit, clips um and goofs and stuff like that but they have recorded i think it's sent like 10 minutes worth of new footage
1: oh really um
0: yeah. so i think we're gonna we might watch that tonight no we're watching Ooh. mandalorian so maybe tomorrow we need to watch the mandalorian first very important anyway carry on
1: so elizabeth perkins played coral um and yes i love her she's one of these people that appeared in so much in the 90s she was in big yeah. Um, yeah. She was in Flintstones and I bloody loved her. I know. She was I
0: Wilma. Know. She was fucking awesome. Loved I her.
1: bloody loved her in that film. Um, and Wasn't
0: she in some kind of Gal Pal movie? Oh my probably. God. I seem to picture she's, her.
1: She's one of those ones that just appeared in loads of 90s films. Like always. Now.
0: I'm going to quite literally look up Elizabeth Perkins right now while you're telling me.
1: So, um, Andrew Stanton's um sort of inspiration mm. in this film. so when and this is what i find hilarious in like fact i found out about him so his first port of call for this film was that he mm. he remembers going as a child to his dentist and seeing the fish in the tank at the dentist so when we talk about the fact that these fish in the tank are like such an important part of finding me, they really are because it was like his starting point um yeah. and uh, they need to be used more. They need to be used more. But basically he um that was his starting point. And then it, it then later came. He went to um, an aquarium with his um, children. And it was when he was in like the shark tunnel that he was like, "Look, we need to make a film about this. This is this whole world needs to be explored. Um, so, yeah, that was the inspiration for the film. Um it's production started in nineteen eighty seven during Bugs Life, hence why there's so many Bugs Life people backstage yeah. in the film voices involved in this film, including Eric Banner. Um Brad Birds, who is a sort of Big Disney name, Big star name, Um, his son played Squirt. Um and when the Andrew Santon heard his voice, he remarked mm. that he was this generation's thumper. And that's why they. Um, oh
0: okay. Yeah,
1: so that's why they hired him because they were just so impressed. Has he done anything else? No, not really. No. no.
0: Didn't but that's this that, I mean, did
1: uh, it? to be fair though, I can see that because it's it's that same kind of ideology with the yeah. characters, like that sidekick who is so positive and so like, yeah, let's do this. Like, it's it's and... such
0: a cute scene, and it is one of the best scenes in the film. Definitely, right? so, so. good. I loved it.
1: Um, Megan Mullally, who I bloody oh love, Carolyn Caroline God, Rage. isn't
0: she a gem? Oh, She's God, I love so that good. woman. Love So funny. Woman.
1: Um, she was originally in the film. So they've never released what part really? she was... Yep, never released what part she was actually playing. Um, but mm. I imagine it was probably one of the fish tank fish. Um... But yeah, they were dissatisfied with her because when she turned <gasps> up on the she didn't have yeah. the same voice as Karen.
0: Well, that's they, because it's a voice she puts on because yeah. she's an actress.
1: And they asked her and said, please, could you be Karen? And she said, no, no. no. You fired me because I'm <laughs> my daddy, not because I'm Karen. And she refused to do it and they fired her.
0: So, yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. Wow, there you go. Quick Elizabeth Perkins sidebar. Just for now, you know, I said I can remember it being in some kind of like gal power type movie. Yeah. Yes. 1995, Moonlight and Valentino. She plays someone who gets widowed um, oh. and then she does it and has it off with John Bon Jovi. There you go. Oh, okay,
1: nice.
0: For anyone that nice. wants to uh, have a little look at that, it's a great film. Bit nice. sad.
1: The, um, the film's use of clownfish. Now, this is very controversial. So the film's use of clownfish yes. prompted a mass purchase of them in the US. Yeah. Um, it's because, obviously, their laws in tropical fish owning are very different to ours. Um, yeah. This, this meant... Um, it wasn't just clownfish, but it meant the decimation of the clownfish species in their natural habitat, and also it was the decimation of quite a few other species of tropical fish at the time, and they can all be rooted in this film, which is Oikes. terrible. Um but yeah, so also something that has happened is that the people that brought these tropical fish, then yeah. in like the US, but they 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 originally come from Australia or in different parts of the world, they were released yeah. into like the wrong part of the oceans, like they were into the wrong temperatures or into environments oh where God. they became the predator, and they then decimated. Other fish populations, so this has the actual (gasps) film has had a massive negative, um, like response to the world's fish ecosystem. It's like ridiculous.
0: (gasps) Um, Oh, it's the butterfly effect, isn't it?
1: Really, it really is. Um, so Jesus, the when they the line all pipes lead to the sea, then yeah. Is some truth in this, some not true? Okay, in go this. on. So, um, the most pipes obviously go to a treatment pipe plant before they go to the ocean, and it was jokedly yeah. called if they included this in the film, it would be called "Grinding Nemo," because basically <laughs> Nemo would be dead. <laughs> um, so ah, oh, but. There is some truth in this, and I find this really astonishing. Sydney, as a city,
0: yeah.
1: still to this day, has many mm-hmm. pipes that release sewage mm-hmm. and wastewater deep into the ocean. So literally That's they have the to go out of the harbour and go out just straight into the ocean. No treatment. I was Ooh. like, whoa. So there is wow. some truth into this. Um which is not great.
0: Um, I mean, it's not the best.
1: No, um, but obviously, what this what a positive this film had was that for Australia, this was a massive, massive tourist boost. So, yeah, lots absolutely. Of, lots of the states in Australia used in Finding Nemo, and they I think they had to like reanimate bits for different like place like Queensland and stuff for like their promotion stuff. Yeah. So. And um, it was a big thing for Australia. Um,
0: well, maybe with all that extra income that they had from that, they could have actually just cleansed all their sewage out rather than pumping it straight into the sea. Just exactly. saying.
1: Exactly. Um, so the music, we always come back to music, um, was yeah. written by Thomas Newman, created by Thomas Newman, and he is the cousin of Randy Newman.
0: Ah, the Newman in the family.
1: Um absolutely. He also did the music for Wally. And later yeah. I completely forgot about this film and we I think we should do this film at some point, Say Mr. Banks. I bloody love it. Yeah,
0: not watched it. Time. Not oh. watched it because it's quite sad, isn't it?
1: Tissues, get the tissues, but I bloody love it. It's so we
0: We've we've mentioned it before, haven't we? Okay, yeah. well, we need to watch it. If you think so. We I mean, hey, why don't yeah, we can do that. You can you can cover it, and I'll just watch it. Let's we'll see where that goes. So just cry um, through it.
1: This is like another. So I learned this when the film first came out. Um, yeah. Through a friend of mine at the time that I was in a show with, um, and it was Thomas Newman. Was mentored by Stephen Sondheim, and so he he learnt did he learnt how to be a composer from Stephen Sondheim, and basically, I don't know if it's true. This is basically my theory, and my friend at the time. Tom,
0: I think everyone knows now. We don't know if anything that we say is true, but we just say exactly,
1: exactly, exactly. So the bit with the jellyfish, the music goes, din 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 din. Basically, it's like repetitive over and over again. Yeah,
0: that was beautiful. Thank you. So,
1: I was in this musical called Gypsy, which had lyrics by Stephen Stonetheim at the time. Yeah. And there's a song yeah. called Mr. Goldstone. And the song goes, Moonstone, Sunstone, we all sing for one stone. The <gasps> same
0: plagiarism.
1: Well, it's not plagiarism. We think Thomas Newman, um, because Gypsy was quite big at the time, but it had a, had a massive revival as well at the time. Yeah. We on um, Broadway, we think it was Thomas Newman's little thank Is it you, an
0: Easter egg?
1: Yeah, as a Stevens to thank Aww. you to Stevenson Time. Um and Wasn't Bette, much, Wasn't Bette Midler in the movie version of Gypsy. So that again.
0: Wasn't Bet Midler in the movie version of Gypsy? Yes,
1: the T V movie version of it. Bloody love Gypsy. I love that musical. Bloody love was, Bette Midler. I was a dancer in Gypsy. I was one of the male dancers. So I, I had Hello. I had to do this thing where, like, I pretended to tap because I couldn't tap. Um, and
0: (laughs) Just like Amanda Bloody Holden. Yes.
1: Um, So, yeah, me, I can't really. It's really quite quite controversial, me, uh, like, scolding Amanda Holden for not tapping. But anyway, um, there was this... (laughs) There was this bit when we did it, we did the Wickham Swan Theatre, and we had a revolving stage, yeah. and, and there's Ooh. two bits that we always went wrong with it. Like, we had canes, and there was this bit that we had to sway with the canes, and as we swayed, the revolve was awful, the revolve just moved with our swaying, so we'd start at the front, and then we ended up <laughs> inside side, and then we had to come back round, like, it was awful, and then um, at the end of every performance... <laughs> Our director was like, "Oh yeah, we want to do like a Sunday night at the London Palladium thing, where you all stand around the the revolve as the revolve goes round, and you all wave to the audience." It was the most yeah. awful thing I think I've ever done on stage, because literally you're sat there, and are we we put in a Thursday matinee because like we were like, "Oh you know, it's a great musical, old people want to see it." Put in this yeah, Thursday yeah. matinee, it sold in the Wiccan which is one thousand and seventy six theater feet uh, seats. It sold yeah. 50, It sold fifty two tickets. So we were literally sat there, loads of people tossed around just going,
0: bye, bye. And no one. Was I just laughing. imagined it being really fucking quiet applause.
1: No one was clapping. No one was clapping. It was just like <laughs> us going around on a revolve, just waving at nothing. It was horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Anyway, <sighs> that's that sidebar over. Um, I love that. So um, another mm-hmm. little, little nugget I found um, in Polish, it's, the title is a question. It's, where's Nemo?
0: Where's Nemo? It's the only one that doesn't
1: translate <laughs> to finding Nemo. It's just it's, where's Nemo. Um anyway, so um Easter eggs. Um there's the the shining bit um with Brucey when he come he he bursts through the yeah. side of the thing and goes, "Here's Brucey."
0: Like, "Here's uh, Johnny."
1: And then um it was the first Pixar blood that we see. So yes. when Dory gets gets hit in the nose, first ever time. Um, this is a little... I don't know how racist this is. So <laughs> P Sherman, really? you know the address? Yeah, I P Sherman. Yeah.
0: yeah I've read, I don't well. know
1: how true this is, but is a reference mm. to how Filipino people pr- pronounce fishermen. Easter, Easter,
0: oh, Easter, no, Easter.
1: I don't know how um. real that is, and I'm so sorry, but I found it on our Disney Slamboon page. For no. real. Um. So don't don't take me for that. Wasn't my fact. Um.
0: No, that you're just reading things that we read somewhere once. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, so when Nemo is in the fish tank. And um, when he first arrives, and you look through the glass, you can see Buzz on the floor, um, sort of just laying yeah. on the floor. Um, and when Gill is explaining the plan of what's mm. going to happen, when you look out the window, you see the Pizza Planet truck drive past, which obviously isn't everything. Hey. Um, the Mike Wazowski is in the credits. You see him swimming with his um snorkel and that that he wears um in. Monsters Inc. Yes. Um, A113 um, is on the diver's diver's camera when he's taking a picture of Nemo. Mm, Um, The Pixar ball is in the waiting room's toy chest. Um, And a boy in the waiting room, I've always known this one, a boy in the waiting room is reading a Mr Incredibles comic. So this is before The Incredibles hey. out. So yeah, he was reading Mr. Incredibles comic. Um, now, um, I w- just want to reference, I talked about the whole um, Roman thing earlier. Um, I didn't reference it then, but um, the person that I got this from, uh, there's a video I watched on YouTube by the Super Carlin Brothers. Um, so really interesting. If you want to pop on YouTube and look into why so many pe- parents are dead in Disney, um, it's a really great video to watch really good video to watch.
0: <laughs> Sounds happy and cheery.
1: But basically, that is it. That's all I've got of Finding Nemo.
0: Um,
1: there, That's we oodles.
0: Those oodles.
1: But obviously, we then got the sequel. We got Finding Dory. What do you think of Finding Dory?
0: I really like it as well, actually. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, love I really like yeah. I
1: like it, but I'm not gonna lie, I found it very boring in places and it's not some, it's not one. Really? I yeah. Cause you're not, not one... like
0: destiny and Becky, the bird. I love Becky, the bird. Sigourney Weaver doing a chat and yes. oh, I love it. And then baby I, Dory.
1: I just think it could have been a lot better. I think. Oh, no, I loved it. I don't know. I think at times it, it fell to the trap of, we wanted to find out more about Dory, but actually when we find out more about Dory, we didn't really want to know it, particularly, it I was... did you did, you did,
0: yeah, of course I did I'm so I love a sequel, you know I do I know
1: you love a sequel I, I know can't you help it, but yeah, no, I, I try liked not it. to I watched it, and but I'm not the biggest biggest fan of it. um I would love to see, as I said, something regarding the fish tank fish because I think that would be awesome absolutely awesome
0: oh it makes such a good show i would fucking love that um but you never know there's hope for this stuff you know things are things are happening and things are shifting and definitely apparently this is the this is the period of the uh, the age of the sequel isn't
1: it it is the age really, of really as
0: we discussed the other awesome week so um Disney. so i feel like it could potentially happen you never know and hey if we've got a, if we've got a monsters inc tv series
1: yeah maybe you know, maybe 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 it's uh, doable Anna
0: car's tv series
1: in um in other news i um basically obviously i've booked to go Disneyland in April um i've just booked mm-hmm. my restaurants i am so bloody excited <laughs> so Remy. Night, so literally we arrive in Paris at, just before eight o'clock in the evening <clears throat> so i said to mum yeah. literally we're getting on that RER we're getting to Disney. We're not even checking into our hotel. We're getting getting to Disney. We're gonna like just have our bags with us. Just have, to have our bags with us.
0: You're um, fucking crazy, Tom. Fucking and crazy.
1: Then we're going to the Marvel Hotel, and we're having yeah in the Marvel restaurant in the downtown restaurant. And it's and like send
0: me pictures immediately.
1: There's like desserts like chocolate desserts in the shape of Thor's hammer, and like oh, I'm oh. so excited, and like little baby Groot like growing out of moose. And like, I'm just I'm so excited. And, um, and then um, one of the days we I mean, we've booked our some of our favourites like Billy Bob's, which is just literally all you can eat, like, uh, bluegrass kind of Texan food.
0: Yeah, scrum. It's incredible.
1: Um, But we've also booked Waltz. Now Waltz, every time I've been to Disney has been shut it's a, the more oh, really? expensive restaurants <clears throat> it's a sit down three course meal um yeah but when you sit there you you look straight out onto main street and i'm just like just Aye. to have that like to see like the parade and stuff going on i was like yeah we're doing this um so i've never been able to book it before so i booked it i got up at five o'clock in the morning and um, like a week ago and just booked all of the the restaurants that I needed, And I was just like yes. So yeah, a, is it wow. April you're going? Yes, April the twelfth to the fifteenth.
0: So oh exciting. my god, that's so exciting!
1: So excited. Um, so, yeah. so yeah,
0: so exciting. Can't wait to hear all about it, babes. Can't wait.
1: Yes, 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 So next week, what are we looking at next week? Next week.
0: So I've already started Marie watching uh, because okay. the star stuff is. There's one thing, and I've I've rewatched my original, and then there was a remake, yeah. and then there was a sequel as well. Yeah, and uh, when I tell you which film this is, everyone knows that I really fucking hate the sequel. Yet I am a big fan of sequels. It's Mulan. oh Mulan. I love so, it. So, and you know what? Doing my little rewatch, which obviously I'll discuss in great detail next week. Um, I'd forgotten how much I love this movie It is so good oh, I also, have so much love to tell you Our
1: name, it's our namesake So it is. I'll make a man out of you We'll make
0: a Disney out of you So yeah I know, I love it, I love it, I love it And also that's one of those things that um, Whenever anyone, whenever Liam and I Ever hear anyone, I'm sure the same, say Let's get down to business, you have to say to Let's get down to business Yes, love it Anyway, so that's next week. So, so excited. Everyone come along and join us next week to find out all about Moulin.
1: Amazing. Right. I will see you soon.
0: Until then. Bye. bye.
1: What films are you desperate for us to cover? Do you have any Disney nerd facts you would like to impart with us? If so, email us at disnerdpod at gmail.com or
0: you can follow us on Instagram at Disney underscore nerd underscore podcast and search for us on Facebook at We'll Make a Disnerd Out of You. And don't forget to hit subscribe and give us your five star ratings and reviews wherever you get your podcasts.